0: Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, Agency owner? you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures By overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, agency owners, podcast listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we're hanging out with Martha Krejci. She is a high vibing mama, wife, business coach, and growth strategist, self-proclaimed fluff, no fluff business strategist. And she's been on Oprah Magazine, Fast Company, Cosmopolitan, Shape, Huffington Post, just to name a few places. She teaches openly through courses, group coaching, and other tried and true resources, From finding your passion to building a business that works, she teaches it all to anyone that is ready. Martha, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: So, uh, Martha, give us a little bit of kind of what your business looks like today. I know you run a coaching program and you help entrepreneurs. What is business today for you?
1: Uh, Business today is, well, we run, it's turned into like a big corporation and we run it from home. We, you know, we don't. We don't do the office thing or or whatever, but we run about seven figures a month just doing our group coaching, our courses, our one-on-ones. I've now built out a whole, like I'm a business strategist. So now I've built out a team of business strategists. So they're able to take on work as well. We've got some e-commerce stuff in the works, So like we're just expanding to where it's, you know, you see the need and you expand into it when it's an actual need and not a hey, I see some dollars over here. Let me pick those up. But whenever it's like a need that somebody has, we see needs and we expand into those and that's where we're at.
0: Awesome. Seven figures a month. That's incredible. So I think that says a lot about your business strategy, advice and insights that you can probably deliver. Yeah. (laughs) What would you say is the biggest thing that helped you, the biggest maybe mindset to help you get to that point as an entrepreneur?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, going from like zero to a million is like, that really isn't that difficult. So, that is that you feel like you can do kind of on your own. You still have your fingers in everything. You still have your hands in everything. And it's okay at that point. But when you want to expand past that, you know, to two to five and then five to 10, and then so on, you want to expand past that. The biggest thing for me anyway, was honestly being able to take my grubby mitts off of everything in my business because that's what was slowing me down. It was my own wall I was creating for myself. And it was because I needed to have control over th- over everything. And so what I had to do is I needed to do some good hiring. I needed to bring people in. And then I needed to trust them to do their job well. And also I needed to be okay that some people were going to let me down and then what to be able to do to handle whenever you were being let down. Right? So like I knew that some people were going to let me down. I wasn't going to act like everybody was just going to be perfect in their roles. Some people I have had to get rid of. And then you just hire somebody else. So I think that a lot of the fear going into hiring people is like, oh my gosh, what if they mess everything up? First of all, they're not running everything. They can't mess everything up. (laughs) They can only mess up a little bit of something. And as long as you're paying attention, you know what's going on in these different pieces. That's your job. Eventually, it's just to pay attention to the pieces rather than all of the meta, and uh, and so as long as you're paying attention to their role and what they're doing in that role, then you're going to be able to see like if something starts to get a little bit off, or maybe they've been misplaced, maybe they're in, maybe they're in the wrong role, you know. So yeah. I would say the biggest thing was surrender for me, like surrendering control.
0: So I think that's a, even thinking about going from zero employees to one. A big fear is that that surrender, that letting go. Of control, letting go of some of the how something's going to get done, and I like that mindset of of not feeling like it has to be uh, perfect, and maybe just kind of accepting that some people will let you down. that's part of the process. I mean, maybe what I'm hearing from you is there's a bigger upside in you know in accepting some of that downside.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, a hundred percent. It's freedom. There's freedom on the other side of that. That's the thing if you if you're not going to move into that space you're tethered you know, mm. we all know that feeling, right? Where you're like, Oh my gosh, I cannot do another thing. And you're just tethered and it doesn't feel good. And it's not this you, you started your business because you wanted freedom from whatever you moved out of. Everybody does that. And then all of a sudden you move yourself into another space of servitude. It just looks different. And so the freedom is actually in the surrender and bringing other people in and allowing them to, you know, knowing that they're, they're potentially going to goof up.
0: <laughs> how do you differentiate between somebody who has potential that goofed up and somebody mm-hmm. who is a bad fit and their goof up is more of a chronic or a systemic problem or just kind of maybe they're just not the right fit for your company? I mean, how do we know when it's, hey, you messed up and I'm going to work with you and coach you and help you to make you better or you messed up and maybe you're not right for this company?
1: Yep it's one word ownership. Do they own the fact that they goofed up? Can they, can they own it and be coachable? Right. Can they own it and then say, okay, I'm going to do better next time. And then now, you know, if you see that happen, because there are people out there that I swear they mean very well, but they say next time a lot. And Mm -hmm. then it's just like, oh my gosh, like I really can't this is a liability at this point. And, and so, you know, after three strikes of that, then it's just, you, you let them walk themselves out the door because it's never you rejecting them. What you do is you say, okay, well, oh my gosh, this happened. This was against what we've got, you know, in our handbook or how we operate here. This is against that. And so why did you do that? And then they're going to talk to you. You're going to see if they've got ownership of their issue. Oh, it's not going to happen again. Okay, great. Because if it does, then we're going to have to move to this because you've got different scales of getting people out that aren't the right fit. Okay, well, we're going to have to do this next time. You know, just a, a normal, this is normal HR stuff, but not everybody does it. But there's a reason that it's typical HR stuff because it needs to be. And so then, you know, after the third strike, it's like, you know, it happens again and you say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but this based on what we, what we're doing here, you know, I really wish you hadn't made this decision again, because now I have to make this decision because this on paper is what we do. And so I need to go out, you know, we need to separate at this point, but it's never, it never has to be personal, which is the fantastic thing. It never has to be personal because it's, it's just the way things are.
0: Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14 day free trial, but as a member of the U Gurus community, you have access to an extended 30 day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U G U R U S. All right, let's get back to the program. You mentioned earlier that people or, or yourself, right? You start something, you start your own business because you want some kind of freedom. Mm -hmm. why did you start your business? Was there, did you leave something? Was there a a moment that things weren't working?
1: Yeah, there was it. My life wasn't working. Uh, I was at, I worked for, I worked for GoDaddy in leadership for a little over five years. And so I was in that space and uh, I love that company. It's a fantastic company. Me in my life, I had had a baby something like nine months before. Whenever I had my baby, it took us a long time to even be able to have her. And whenever I had her, everything in me kind of shifted. And this is our only baby that we've had, right? And so one day I was sitting in my carpeted cubicle that smelled like the 60s. I think we all know about that cubicle. <laughs> Everybody's familiar with that cubicle. Probably and, was and, from
0: the 60s, right? I mean,
1: I mean, maybe. probably, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. had that look. And then it, I had my little quotes all around me that got me through the day. And then I had my pictures of my family and everything. Anyway, a video came through on my phone. And you know how you can see a thumbnail of the video as it comes through? Uh, it was my daughter on her feet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this hadn't happened before. And so I I couldn't watch the video where I was sitting. So I had to go somewhere else into another room. And when I went to go watch the video, as I watched it, it was our girl taking her very first clumpy you know just kind of scared a little bit her face was like like excited also like she was crawling and now she's on her feet so she's probably like what is this you know like different vantage point like there were so many things going on in her eyes and in her face and it was she was so excited overall and as i'm watching the video my face is mirroring her because i'm a mom and i'm a human and that's what we do and and i was mirroring her face and then i i felt this big smile come across my face. And then in that very moment, I realized the disconnect and the disconnect is that she was walking towards a phone and that I was experiencing her. She wasn't walking towards me and I was experiencing it, but she didn't know and I wasn't Mm -hmm. there with her. And so in that moment, I realized I can't let that happen again because what this was is a benchmark moment of my entire life, of all of our lives. We all have these benchmark moments where it's like, hey, person, this is going to keep happening if you don't change something, you know, like we all have these. And, and that was mine. And so at, at that point, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> I, was only, I, I was the only person bringing in income in my family and my husband's parents lived with us and we had just bought a really expensive house. I had on paper all the reasons you don't quit your job. And so I was driving home in the car, and you know how you're getting ready to have like an argument? <laughs> you know, it's going to be an <laughs> argument when you get home. <laughs> I was in my car and I was thinking, he's going to say this, and then I'm going to say this, and then mm. he's going to say this, and I'm going to say this. Like I was prepared, you know? Like, like I was going out the into chess court. Game,
0: right? That's what I was doing.
1: I'm a strategist. 20 moves right? ahead,
0: right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I get home, I set my purse and my keys down on the counter and I'm like, we're doing this. And I went to talk to Mike, my husband, and I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to quit my job. And instead of him freaking out, because he's just like, he's like the guy that holds the string to my balloon. You know, he's like the, the but what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And I'm like, whatever, man. And <laughs> so he... he he looked at me and he said, Martha, if you don't do yourself, or if you don't do this, you're doing not only yourself a disservice, but everybody else around you as well. And I was like, what? Like, what is coming out of this man's face? Like, that is not, those are not words he would use. That is not the way he would say it. Like, where's the hyperventilation I was expecting? And so Whenever he did that, I was like, I knew that this was a step that I needed to take, and what we could do. Like, we started out with an SEO agency because I I geek on SEO really big, like I total nerd on SEO. And so, what I started out with was an SEO agency, and I explained it to him. I explained the strategy that I was going to run with on the agency, and uh, and yeah, we just I quit my job. (laughs) we started, we started business the next week. I bought myself a really crappy desk and then I had to put it together myself and I don't do that. And one of my drawers was backwards. It was just, it was a terrible desk, but it was a great beginning to the business.
0: (laughs) Hmm. I find that, I feel like sometimes the people around us, especially the close people know where we're headed before we do Like, Mm, I get that impression that your, your husband was like, you know, I was waiting for you to do this or something, you know, (laughs) or I was waiting for you to tell me that you were going to go do your own thing. Right.
1: I, he, I, I haven't had that conversation with him, honestly, but it based on the way he reacted. Yeah. That may have been where he was at.
0: So you started with the, and I just want to tell you that I, I really connect with the, the missing moments conversation around your kids. I've got a four and a seven year old and I mean I work from home. I'm here every day, but even even the smallest things, right? Like you're not if you're not there for their first whatever, right? I mean it can be it can hurt a little bit. You're like, oh man, I shouldn't have been my in my office all day that day, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So but you started out with with the SEO agency coming Mm -hmm. from GoDaddy or hosting company and dealing with the web every day. I mean that that seems like a pretty logical step. Yeah what how did it evolve into what you have today?
1: Yeah, uh, well, what it's so it started as the SEO agency, and then it it moved into we were doing website design and um, social media and stuff like that. and it was doing work for other people and for you know other companies and stuff like that, obviously because you're an agency. And so whenever I was doing that, I had people come to me that wanted to work with me and wanted me to be able to help their business, but they couldn't afford for me to do their stuff. We're all familiar with that, right? Yeah. Where they're like, yeah, but I can't afford it. And I'm like, well, I can't afford to do it, not making money. (laughs) So I love you very much, but like, I can't either, you know? And so there was finally this one woman that came to me and she wanted me to be able to help her with her business. And she had a spiritual business and I really dug what she was doing and I loved her heart. And I was like, man, I wish I could help her out. And then I'm like, wish, like, I wish I could help her out. Like, but I know all of this stuff. Why can't I figure out a way to be able to help her out? And then, so what I started doing was I started creating courses and saying like, now I can't do it for you, you know, To for me to do it for you, it's going to cost X, Y, and Z, right? Done for you. But I can show you how to do it yourself. And then I started creating these things and showing people how to do it themselves. And that built into the brand that we have today, where really what we do today is we focus on families and showing families how to grow multiple income streams from home, utilizing stuff they already know. So that looks like courses, Coaching, consulting, affiliate marketing. Sometimes they jump into network marketing. Like there's all sorts of different things, right? But that's where we're at these days. But it's really course centric and really consulting and coaching centric.
0: Did that how did you choose that market focus? I mean, was that just something that was was it strategic? Was it kind of organic and in where you saw things working for you at, at that time?
1: It's me. It's who I was. And so that's, that's what I teach my people as well Is like to look at your life as, you know, that you've got this, like this timeline of your life and to hash out different challenges that you've been through in your life. And that, you know, that you were thinking, man, if only I knew how to X, Y, and Z, then everything would be better for me. And, and to be able to hash out those different challenges and then look at those challenges and think, okay, which one do I really want to serve like till the cows come home, you know, like that I really, that I'm not going to get bored with serving because there's a version of myself that I would get annoyed with. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, listen, I move past that. I don't even want to look at that anymore. But there's version of myself where I'm like, no, I, my heart bleeds for this woman and it's the woman sitting in the cubicle, right? Like that's mm. the version of myself that I serve now. And so that, that is why we chose families and, It's we want everybody home. I mean, like I'm not even going to lie, we want every we want everyone home with their kids. We want families put back together again. That's the industrial age. I'm not going to get on my soapbox completely, but the industrial era or whatever, it separated everybody, and then every then it got so normalized that people thought that that was just life and how it's supposed to be. And what we don't remember is that no, like tribal life is really like what it was supposed to be like for us to be around each other, learning from each other, experiencing each other. Like that's human evolution. Like that's humans doing good together, um, in my opinion. And so that's, that's our, that's like our driving force behind us.
0: How do you, uh, speaking of family and, um, I'd love to definitely spend some, some time around this topic of family and business. So I know a lot of our listeners are agency owner moms, and they 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 they're under a lot of pressure. I mean, moms in yeah. general are under a lot of pressure. My wife's under a lot of pressure to be mom and to do everything mom needs to do, and yeah. to be a business owner mom, it's like you've got all that other pressure, and then you've got the pressure of starting a business or maintaining yeah. a business like what's, what's working right now for moms to be able to, to juggle that family commitment and business commitment. I mean, you're obviously doing it very, very well, but what's, what are some of the, the, the strategies that are specific to, to moms, to be able to run a business and to generate additional income for the family without Absolutely. going to the cubicle.
1: Right. Exactly. What I do, uh, a big hack that I didn't realize was a hack until somebody told me they're like, Oh my gosh, that's smart. And I'm like, okay, well, then we'll take that. So something that I do is on my um, scheduler, on my calendar, I have, you know, a calendar that marks out every 30 minutes of my day. And so I schedule in my play time. I schedule in my family time. Those are non-negotiables. If it's on my calendar, it gets done. I'm kind of like, what's his name on, um, Oh, stink. He reads the teleprompter. Anything that's on the anchorman, anchorman anything that okay. comes up on the <laughs> teleprompter, he's like he reads it. If it's on my calendar, I do it. It just happens. And so what I do is I also schedule in family events, family time, time for me to like. There's we live so close to our daughter's school that we literally we walk her to school in the morning. It's so important to us. We moved to a house that's close to her school for a reason. For that reason so we walk her to school in the morning and then whenever she gets out, we go down there and we walk her back. And so that is blocked. Those times are blocked in my schedule, non-negotiables. My team knows that we don't schedule over those times. And then there's like the play times and stuff like that. Our kids just need to know that they matter to us, Mm. right? It's not that we need to be available 24 hours a day. They need to know that they matter more than the business. and. For them to be able to know that, at least in our family, our girl knows that because she knows that mommy's doing like mommy's doing this right now. But as soon as mommy's done, I'm going to go color her hair because we go to Awana tonight. So I'm going to color her hair because it's crazy hair night tonight. So we're going to go do that after I get out of here. So she knows she knows that my time is segmented, but that she matters and that's what our kids need to do. I mean, in order for them to feel secure in life in general, they just need to know that they matter. And so it doesn't need to take up all of your time.
0: Mm. So scheduling in some some time. I, I find it's, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people. We're at probably episode 220-ish, something like that. And and one of the things I always ask people about is, you know, some of their habits. And, and we'll talk about that later. But you know, more, whenever I listen to somebody that starts talking about their morning routine. And it's like this three-hour, beautiful masterpiece. My follow-up question is always like, do you have kids? You know, because like I got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And when I sit down and try to meditate in the morning, you know, it's like moths to a flame. Like they're like, you know, oh, that's when daddy needs to hear about my my poop that I just did in the bathroom, right? Like that's yes. that's where it happens, right? And I mean, I've struggled with that personally Is is how to balance, you know, what I think a lot of people view as – you know, just get more disciplined about your, you know, about your, your day. Right. I mean, I think sometimes we have family, it's like, there is a little bit of an organicness to it. I mean, how are you, how do you balance that?
1: Honestly, I think that there is no shame in hiring help. I've got no shame in, we've got a house manager here and there are times where if I need for her to be playing with our girl for, you know, like 30 minutes while I do something. So like, if I jump on the Peloton, that's when, That's when our girl comes in and talks to me about all the things like she Mm. she literally put a poop on my Peloton. It wasn't real. (laughs) Um, It was a plastic poop because that's we have that around the house. So that was on my Peloton waiting for me. But that's like that's when she comes in to talk to me. And I'm like, I really just need to focus on getting a really good workout here. And and so our house manager will watch her and take care of her and make sure that she's good because she's fine. She's yeah. totally fine. You know, she just wants to. She just wants to come in and chat. But there, I mean, you give them time to chat, and they're just always going to be chatting. There's like they they have endless thoughts of things to chat about. And so I, I have no shame. I think that there's I think that moms especially and us as women, um, we feel shame around asking for help with our kids. Like we, it's almost like we signed up for the armed forces or something, and we just need to suck it up, sister, you know, but it doesn't really need to be like that. If you have reinforcements to help you, and maybe you don't even have to pay for it. Maybe you have a friend that can come over, you know, and then you help her kids out, you know, sometime. Uh, But it's, we shouldn't feel shame around asking for help because what we're doing is we're bettering our own lives, which then betters our kids' lives, which then betters, hopefully, the world in some capacity moving forward. And, and so just drop the shame around asking for help. So just ask for help, bring those people in, be able to do what you need to do.
0: And, and I love that. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think moms need any more shame and guilt than what our society has already kind of created for them. And I think that that idea of asking for help, I, I know with, with my wife, sometimes I have to just get the help, right? I'll just be like, hey, I, I messaged the sitter, right? She's coming to to do Thursday, whatever that means. I don't know, right? And I probably don't do it enough, to be honest.
1: You win. You win <laughs> for doing that though. That's like you win, you win the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean that's probably a good lesson for I mean, you know, for dads too, right? I mean, I think that we can we can always carry more than probably we we do in, in that way. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want check them out today at e2msolutions.com that's e the number 2 m solutions.com all right back to our show i i assume you work with a lot of family family oriented businesses that the the family is involved multiple family members i know a lot of our listeners or some of our listeners are uh our spouse partnerships right the husband and wife runs the agency or maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend that are working together in some capacity as somebody who's advocating for people to generate more income streams, and it, as a family, uh, how how do you kind of coach and advise people to to navigate the the kind of husband wife business?
1: Yeah, that's we just kind of share what we do because my husband and I work together, and he his lane is that he does graphics and he does our video production and that sort of thing. Uh, he does he does everything pretty. Okay, anything that comes out of our brand that looks good is him. Uh, everything that is just talking is really me. <laughs> I just talk. But I, the way that we work together is we have we have our own lanes. But the cool thing about having an entire family together, we actually I had a coaching call with uh, one of my students a couple days ago, and what she's doing is she's working in a anti-bullying thing. So her son was bullied. Her son is okay to talk about it. He's only a couple years removed from it, but he's okay to talk about it. And what she's doing is she's bringing other families together. First of all, she's helping them identify if there's bullying going on in their family. Okay. So like there's a checklist of if these things are going on, like you may have you may have a situation that hasn't been expressed to you yet you know because a lot of kids aren't necessarily going to say that that's happening to them and so she's bringing families together helping to support them in their you know in what's going on in their life their son is is sharing his own story and can can from his perspective bring something so cool to the table because parents can ask him questions of what to do with their own kids. Like what a cool dynamic that is. And then, um, and then obviously her husband is part of that as well. Like they're creating this entire family-based business that requires all of them. And nobody is sort of just tacked on, like the tail to the donkey, you know, like nobody's just tacked on to this. They're all integral and necessary. And so it just it every family looks different, but there are some families that like a, a another one of my students, she brought her husband home from work because her husband hated his job. And so he wanted to be a stay at home dad, God bless him. And so she, she generates the income and then he's able to stay home and take care of the kids. And so then she gets to, she gets to work, but they're all together. Like, it's just Mm. the coolest thing. So everybody looks different. I don't want to say it's just anyone templated stamp this one out, but It's, it is possible for every family. There's another lady who has like eight kids, eight or nine kids. kids. It's a lot of kids. (laughs) It's a big business,
0: small village, (laughs) right?
1: Right. Yeah. And like her kids are wanting to, they're writing books. So they're starting to to get into like this whole book writing thing, which we uh, you can build an empire out of a book. And so they're getting into doing that, and their books are different because the kids are different. It's just cool. It's cool hmm. seeing people's eyes light up to realize like what's really possible for them, that things don't have to look the way that they thought they did.
0: I, I, you know it's interesting talking about the 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 kids being involved in the business. I mean, that's I mean teaching kids about entrepreneurship, I think is is super cool. I feel like you're yeah. seeing that a lot with the uh, kind of the creator verse with like YouTube and some other stuff of just a lot of really young people having extraordinarily successful businesses. And you always have to assume like the parents are involved at some level. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's definitely cool to see that the, the parents are helping to run that uh, kind of anti-bullying business. Yeah. What other advice do you have for small agencies right now in, in regards to like what's been going on the last year and a half, I think a lot of agencies have kind of had some ups and downs in terms of their business. Some people have struggled to make it work post COVID because maybe they were working with a niche or a market or a client base that just didn't pivot successfully. Mm-hmm. Other agencies have been crushed with demand beyond all recognition. And they, while they're feeling very successful, they're also kind of burning out. I mean, what, what are some of the things that you're kind of telling people in terms of business strategy and advice, um, that you feel like is working right now?
1: Yeah, I, you need to, you, I'm not going to should all over you. Right. But I think everybody can benefit from creating some sort of courses for people to learn to do things on their own, very likely they're still going to want to come to you for you to do it for them. Because like when I did SEO, I would go to the chamber of commerce and I would teach all these business owners how to do SEO And that was cool, but they didn't want to do the SEO. And then they would hire me afterward. So you can still have a passive income of, you know, these courses and really they create authority and then writing books, you know, like if you're not writing books on your subject matter, my goodness, you are missing the boat, right? So writing books because books get you on stages. So, you know, if whether it be live, virtual, whatever books get you on stages, stages are free eyeballs. So free exposure, top of funnel exposure. So to be able to really just nail it, whether you're too busy or not busy enough, I believe the additional income stream that you need to be adding on is something that is evergreen, something that you already do for people and you can show people how to do it. Now, it doesn't need to be your secret sauce. Every agency has a secret sauce, right? And it's their thing and it's why people come to them. I'm not saying for you to give away your secret sauce. I'm saying give away the basic that's going to help your person push the needle on whatever they're trying to do, make their life easier, be a solution for them in some capacity. And then, you know, of course, they're still going to come to you whenever it comes to building out When it comes to being too busy, surrender, build out your team. A lot of people are really freaked out when it comes to building out a team. And it was something that we talked about earlier. But also, I think another reason people freak out on building out the team is, well, my gosh, if I build out the team, then I'm going to have to support this team. And what if I don't? That we get into some scarcity, some scary thinking of, you know, that's just mindset stuff from when we were little probably is where it comes from. But it's like, oh, my gosh, well, what if it doesn't stay successful? Then all these people are relying on me. And there's that whole just surrender to it. Allow yourself to grow because all of that thinking is just going to keep you too busy. And essentially you're just going to hate life because it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And I don't know how long you're going to be able to sustain that. The human spirit can't sustain that for very long. So that was kind of a roundabout answer. There were a couple answers in there.
0: (laughs) And I love the idea of, of surrender and, and allowing, you know, surrendering to that the scarcity mindset in a way of like letting go of it and, and being able to move on. And I think that's a fantastic transition. Do you have a few minutes to our lightning round, Martha?
1: I want nothing more than to have this lightning round with you.
0: <laughs> I, I, I hope I don't let you down with these questions. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. You can give me a score afterwards. What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Oh my goodness. Best advice I have ever received is uh, careful who you learn from. Uh, the Basically, what they were saying is don't learn from people that are not where you want to be, dot, 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 in the way that you want to be there. That was the best.
0: What personal habit or which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success?
1: I'm driven. So personal habit is I put things on my planner, I get things done. I do not put things off until the next day, unless I literally cannot fit it into my day. And then it goes on the next day. I won't allow myself to put things off two or three times. It's I, I just am so diligent about getting things done. I force myself.
0: Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you've been using that you love that you think our listeners would find value in?
1: My email app. (laughs) Um, I love Instagram. Uh, What is, I'm just going to say this it's not a tool, but it's audible, man. Like, if you're not listening to books, if you're not consuming knowledge on a daily basis, what are you doing? Like, that's, I, I listen to it in the car. I listen to it when I'm getting ready in the morning. I've li- i listen to three or four books a week. I'm consuming stuff. And then I'll listen to them over again because I let them program into my subconscious. Like if it's a good book, I let it just, I don't necessarily even have to be paying attention and listening. It's programming inside. And so like, I understand things on a cellular level. So no, don't, don't, don't ever get to the point where you're like, I don't really need to read books on this or that. I don't know. You you're gonna have a different perspective. It's a you're always you're always hitting things where you're gonna have a new and different perspective. So, Audible. Well,
0: speaking <laughs> of Audible and books, what book would you recommend besides one of your own, and why?
1: Yeah. Well, let me open my app. Let me see which one is up at the top right now. I know. I know. I've been listening to Traffic Secrets. It's probably going to start right now. I really like Traffic Secrets. It's the new one from Russell Brunson. Newer-ish. Another one is Traction. If you haven't, Traction is like, it's basically a college course on how to build a business. Like uh, from the, uh, not like a rudimentary, you know, ABC of building a business, not silly stuff, but like actual functional, here's what is necessary. Here are the conversations. Here are how to have those conversations. Traction is lit. Traction's
0: one of my favorites. Awesome. We will link out to Traction by Mr. Gino Wickman, as well as Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson, as well as Audible, and we'll include lots of other quotables, takeaways, nuggets from today over at our show notes page, com forward slash podcast. So if you listen to this week of, go to that page, you'll see Martha's photo right at the top, click on her, and you'll find all of those resources in one place. Martha, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out?
1: Yeah, so they, uh, uh, my website is withmartha.com. So that's really easy. There's also a tool that I created, which is that I, I believe you'll probably have the link for it, but it's Martha E. Krejci. So all of those consonants dot com slash tool. And what that tool does is it allows you to compare yourself, not with anybody else, but compare yourself with yourself. And so what that basically means is all these social media posts that you're doing that you're going to have calls to action on, what you're going to do is you're going to be able to log those, see what results you got from those, and then be able to look at it after a month and see, okay, what did really well and what sucked, you know? So the sucky ones, just get rid of them and don't do those anymore. The ones that did really well, start start working with those and seeing what other ones you can get out of it, like posts that you can get out of that. So you can really grow your business and your own trajectory based on your own standards and your own benchmarks, again, instead of somebody else's. So it's the easiest, quickest way to grow totally free marthaecreachy.com slash tool yeah you'll get emails from me with some other value driven stuff you can do whatever you want to with that
0: <laughs> sweet well we will link out to with that's an awesome domain name as well Thanks. as marthaecreachy.com slash tool over on that you gurus show notes page and i know you do great stuff on social and all that stuff so we'll link out to your social profile so if you're listening to this episode and you're like I really like Martha and I want to follow Martha, then head on over to our show notes page, yougurus.com slash podcast. And we'll give you all those details in one place. Martha, thank you so much for stopping by the program today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. This was a blast.
0: Awesome. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook, the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.